Welcome to another episode of the SNC Podcast. I am your host, Fala Shadi Anozie. Without a doubt, the coronavirus has affected the entertainment industry, particularly the live entertainment sector. From music concerts, award shows to live theater, every sector has been brought to a standstill. There's also a glut of music and content that is steadily being released by the second in this new social media landscape. This has made it challenging for creatives and artists alike to stay relevant and get eyes and ears on their music or projects. Enter Nigerian rapper Black Bones. He's an artist who I think seems to understand how to market and drive engagement around his music. And I wanted to speak to him about that. During a phone interview from Lagos, we discussed the impact of the lockdown and social distancing on his creative process, the art of marketing on social media, and possibly working as a media consultant to his peers. My sincere apologies for the audio quality. Hi, Blackbones. Welcome to the SNC podcast. Thanks for having me. How are you doing? I'm, I'm good. Thank you. How have you been coping with the lockdown and social distancing? Uh, I've been in my house. Oh, like throughout, <laughs> but been recording music, so just that that kind of helps. So you've just been recording music pretty much, right? Yeah, that's what I mean. I'm sleeping. I'm promoting my music. I'm promoting your music, which we'll get to, <laughs> which we'll get to soon. Now, um, you talked about the fact that you've been recording music. Has the lockdown or social distancing actually has the lockdown and social distancing has that changed how you go about making music? Have you realized that maybe you actually enjoy collaborating virtually, or you actually miss collaborating with people in person? Um, I usually do most of my collaboration virtually already, so. Um, it's just a continuation of that, you know, so like, so there's no difference, like, the only difference is that I can't go out and do my regular, what I regularly go out for, or what I usually go out for. Which is what, yeah. what you regularly go out to do, besides going for concerts and, you know? Perform, meet with people, maybe like, you know, go out to have fun, all this kind of thing. Well, hopefully like a cure is found or a vaccine is found sooner than later so that we can all get back to life as i feel like life isn't going to be the same life has definitely changed forever but at least people can go back to doing what they were regularly doing in some way shape or form now my condolences on the passing of your friend love divine ek who was better known as picture kodak I saw you tweet that you had become closer after shooting the Haba video and that she was an amazing person who brought life to everything that she touched. Now, for a lot of us who might have only known her yeah. as a talented creative and dancer, can you talk to us about what she was like as a person and what you miss about her? She's, she's just, she's an all-round, you know, like, good, bad person. Like, if you even see most of her pictures, she's, she's smiling. I barely smile in my pictures. So when I see her, her face, there's just the energy that comes from it. And when you're chilling here in real life, she's always, there's no dull moment. She's just a happy person, generally, you understand? And there are not many people like that, you understand? So it feels like problems of the world. She doesn't let them get to her. So, so she, her energy is just, it was just so sad that I heard about it because it just made me feel like, so this bed has nothing to do with what kind of life you live. 
Yes, and it just, it just comes random. It doesn't make any sense. I don't even know why, but it is, it is what it is. Oh, may her soul rest in peace. And I'm glad that, you know, like you said, she's touched a lot of people's lives and her legacy, like you said, just being yeah. a positive person and making some impact, some way, shape or form on people's lives will continue to carry through with our own actions as we continue to live our lives every single day. So, yeah. Now, yeah. Now, on a lighter note, haba, haba, haba. I see your song a lot on social media. On YouTube, the video has gotten more than, I believe, a hundred thousand views. And haba is your most recent single that was released in March, right? Yeah. Okay. So, can you talk about the creative process behind the song? Um, it, it was so something happened when I was in my first year, a friend of mine went to a party and there was a girl that was like way too aggressive while she was like joking on him and stuff. So like he was like calm down, to calm down, Jonathan. So that thing stuck with me. So when I wanted to make song, I just channeled that whole story. So the whole concept of Haba is that you girl that twerking on you and doing a lot and they're like, please you need to calm down but she she refuses to calm down. So yeah. she wants to just and why did you think it was this was the time that you wanted to release it compared to because when you look at your Mr. Bombastic EP, why wasn't that on that EP? Did you feel like this was a better time to release it? Uh, I recorded it after the EP, right? so I didn't have it as at the time I put out the EP. Oh, I see. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Now, um, the I hope I'm pronouncing like the Genus video, the brand pop on it, yeah. <laughs> You know what I'm talking about, because when I was watching, I was like, "Yay, you're like on genius!" And then I put two and two, t- <laughs> I put two and two together. That okay, yeah. When I saw the spelling, but that was just too funny, and I was just like, "Wow!" And just using that as a launching pad, we have to talk about how you approach marketing your music and projects. I personally think that they're punchy and they're creative and they're funny. And I've seen some comments from people that you remind them of Lil Nas X when it comes to music marketing and strategy. Is he someone that you like and you have probably taken some inspiration from his marketing playbook? Um, so I, I didn't know Lil Nas X until he blew up. So I didn't even realize that he used to do a lot of stuff like this. Right? But since he's been blown up, like he always has this amazing tweet. But as regards inspiration, uh, not not so much. Because I never saw him when he was doing it, when he was up and coming. Right? But I I I made one video in 2018 that did so much for me. Like I made one one funny video, and I saw the impact he had on my music. So it made me realize that this side of me can help this other side. I don't have to alienate both sides. I can I can connect both. I can make everything that every talent that I have work for each one and anything I need it for in that moment. So when I'm pushing music I'll use my funny side, create content and everything. So ever since that particular video I learned like a very huge lesson. So ever since then I, I think about creating content to promote my music. So it wasn't really like a linear X situation. It was just something I discovered when I just made one random video one time. And did you release the random video or is it still stored away somewhere? Yeah, yeah. I put it out. It was a video I was, I was talking to Natsuki on the video. Okay. I, it was funny. Yeah. yeah and Natsuki ended up replying, he followed me, you know, and he posted something on his story. So when I saw the impact, I was like, 
Wow. Because if, if I went and just said, listen to my music, the only people that already know me will care about that kind of speech. But because of what I was doing with this conversation yeah. that I started, it attracted more people. And and you touched on something that I wanted to uh, well, actually I want to ask you, which is that when you are thinking of marketing and creating content, do you approach it from the perspective of all I care about is I want to get as many eyes and ears on my music or projects, or for you it's a combination of I need to get a lot of eyes and ears on my projects. I also need to show that there is an art to marketing. Plus, I am really talented when it comes to acting. Is that, which which one do you tend to fall into? So, I it's basically the first one because my sole aim is to get people to listen to my music, right? So it's just now I'm realizing that in the process of creating these videos and people are mentioning me, they're saying, "Okay, it seems that I can act." Right? I don't know. I'm not convinced until maybe somebody that that's in the acting. Like in the movie industry, easy that says, Oh, this guy can actually act, right? So, I don't know. I'm mm-hmm. just trying to create content to push my music. So, I'm not saying I'm trying to showcase that I can act or trying to showcase that I'm a marketing genius. I just, I just know that this works yeah. and I'm doing what it takes to get. I, I treat this whole thing like a, like a night to five, it's like work for me. So, when I wake up in the morning, I'm thinking about what how to move forward that particular day. So not much of like showing that I can act for me. Maybe eventually I definitely would love to go into the movies like eventually. Hopefully when I get to that point I can actually act. Yeah. And then you remember that I told you that maybe you can act and then you give me a shout out when you eventually <laughs> win some type of award. Because yeah. if you yeah, don't a lot of uh-huh. people are saying this. So you're not the first I'm joining the queue, sir. I'm joining the queue. Now, you thought on the fact that a lot of Nigerian artists, or just even you in general, like you can't just say, um, listen to my music. Yeah. Now, what do you think that, yeah. based on all that you have learned thus far in terms of like creating content and promoting your songs and your projects, what do you think that Nigerian artists fail to understand when marketing on social media? So I think, I think artists, are kind of entitled a lot of times, right? Which sometimes is part of the brand, you know, like it makes you feel larger than life. But then, I feel like when you tell somebody to do something, right, you kind of need to give the person a reason to. Uh, so in terms of music, there's so much music going around, right? Mm. And I kind of realize that these days, it's no longer about the music as much as it is about the person that's giving you the music, right? Mm. So people's brands are stronger than their music right now. Everybody will kill themselves for whiskey right now. If whiskey cops on a beat, it will literally be a hit right now, right? Because of the brand, the way people love him. They love him whiskey for whiskey right now. They will do anything. So what I'm doing, and what I think a lot of artists need to also do is, Find a way to get people to like you for you so that when whenever you bring out something, they jump on you. So aside promoting my music and everything, people are starting to like me because of I have a character. Most artists don't have, they are just artists. They don't like, they, are, they don't have a real, they don't seem like real human beings. For example, I was, mm-hmm. I was checking somebody's Twitter some days ago, like a friend of mine, and I, I saw how normal human beings tweet, right? Normal human beings are talking to their friends, they are laughing about everyday things. 
generally as artists, we don't really get to keep about normal things. We don't. So at the end of the day, people don't see us as human beings. We are just machines that are turning out music. But when I make these videos and all these things that I do, it makes people see me as somebody that they like. So a lot of times, artists just come and say, listen to my music, right? That person doesn't really care for you, so he might not listen to the music. Am I making sense? No, you're totally making sense. You are totally making sense. It's, it, so, yeah. Go ahead. So I'm just building my brand, and I feel like most artists should that too but you do, not everybody has to go my own route but you have to find your own way to be real in your own in your own space so that people can see you and connect with your story and yeah you understand know, like a lot of people just seem like robots no, that's that. Yes. That and it's it, you made you made a point about the fact that people nowadays the brand has to be bigger than music. I remember a time when it was blasphemy for you as a brand to be bigger than your music. Your music had to be bigger than your than you as yes. a person because at the end of the day, what people really want to hear is your music. Granted, you as a person is also tied into that, but nowadays that seems to have changed in such a way that you as the artist or whoever it is, people want to buy into you and then that translates to them supporting you artistically or whether in whatever shape or form. So really good. like Bonaboy, the name Bonaboy, no matter how big on the look, yes. The name Bonaboy is like that's the brand. Like everybody is like nobody if I think Bonaboy, I don't really think on the look. Immediately, even though that's the biggest song, I just think Bonaboy, the African giant, the, the guy that like the non-conformist and stuff. You understand? So these days, brands just this, even the video has like this and four that are so so huge on YouTube, but his brand is still way bigger. Like it's the video. So at this point, that's what I'm just trying to build for myself. You know, the brand that's so strong. Sometimes when I step on stage. Guys that have bigger songs than me, like certified matches. I don't have a certified matches yet, but there are some guys that if we are at the same event, right? Aside the fact that I might even be paid more than them, when I step on that stage, right, the crowd will be way more excited to see me than a lot of the guys that have bigger songs than me. You think when I step on the stage, I will perform for one hour and be giving them back to back, but I don't really have that many songs that they know it's just because they know me so when they see me they are more excited than the guy that has the biggest songs in the country sometimes i think it goes back to the point that you made about and i think that maybe artists have to walk that fine line of you said that um pride goes into when you say like just listen to my music and people think that because you're an artist automatically people should listen i think that that's a fine line that artists and creatives have to walk and not think that just because you put something out, that means that everybody's going to um, respond to that. And maybe some people don't really understand that. Yes, as a brand, you want to be someone that it seems not unattainable, but it seems relatable, but don't get carried away whereby people don't want to, you know, when you like, say you come on stage and they're like, oh, okay, cool. Even though you're a big star, you know? So great points, great points you make. Now, I mean, great points you've made. 
Now, with the um, COVID-19 pandemic, one of the issues that is being discussed, I believe, now more than ever, is the interplay between technology, artists, and monetization. And there are valid concerns about how artists are going to be making money since physical tours are out of the question for now, at least until a vaccine is found, hopefully, maybe at the end of the year, next year, or 2022, how have you dealt with that or how are you dealing with that reality? At the moment, I'm just I'm very hopeful because at this point, the only stream of income I have right now is features and, and streams, right? So that's where the bulk of the money is right now. So I'm just hopeful, but at the end of the day, I'm just trying to be diligent with the, the things that I can do right now. So I'm pushing digitally because I know that the more streams that I get, the more... Um, money that I can put in my pocket, right? So the more I can be um, active on social media, the more people want to work with me because knowing that social media is all that uh, is like that. So, so we can't control the corona thing. We just, I can only hope, or then while hoping, I can just find a way to find some other way to, to make yeah, so some money. So it's, hope for the best. Yeah, so you're working while hoping. <laughs> it's a combination. Now, with social media, we have different platforms. We have TikTok, we have Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Snapchat, Twitch, Maestro. Which platform do you think has been instrumental to bringing more attention to your work and you think has led to an increase in streaming numbers? My Twitter. Twitter. My my Twitter. But then, I create the videos with TikTok. So, we kind of go hand in hand. My Twitter just... I feel like the way Twitter is built is built to even help artists more than every other platform. Most of these platforms seem very close, right? Like you get like, it's almost guaranteed that on Instagram you get less views than the followers. It's almost a given, right? Sometimes people get more, but like so on Twitter, it's literally like someone that has a thousand followers can literally drop a video that a million people will see. The app is kind of built to, to expose you more than it, most of all the other apps. Yeah, I saw someone tweet that, I think it was like two days ago, someone tweet that Instagram is, I mean, Twitter is the best, best platform for artists because of the level of exposure. So it's interesting, interesting that you've actually, you're actually seen the same thing. I saw that he said that if you really want to grow as an artist, um, go on Twitter because it gives you more exposure. Just interesting. Setting aside your foreign fans and the foreign market, do you think that Nigerian fans will be willing to pay for virtual concerts that are put together by Nigerian apps? Uh, I think they do. And also just setting aside data issues as well. But go ahead. Uh-huh. What do you think? I said when we set aside issues with data, you know, because data is an issue here as well. Okay, so, okay. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Depending on your fan base, right? There'll be people, definitely there'll be people, but I don't think it should be enough if you are not like a someone that has a proper fan base. You know, because for example, um one of these top streaming platforms I hear that their their subscriber base is like two thousand in Nigeria, right? That's one of the leading um, digital platforms for streaming music. So, ninety thousand you said? Uh, yeah, ninety thousand. Uh, so this is not a lot. Yeah. Yeah, because not we, we don't have that many people on the internet. There are people that are willing to pay for stuff from the internet. So definitely there will be people that will be willing to pay for your that concert. But it should not be enough in Nigeria unless you have a really huge fan base like we, David and Kobo, for every other person. So, so okay, I'll use me, for example. 
if I had a virtual concert, I don't think it would be enough for enough to even um, make me feel like it's a viable stream of income. So I I believe that I'm working towards that point, right? When I can command millions of people, maybe I I, I can make money from that. But for now, I don't think my fan base is strong enough. I don't think Nigerians generally are that in tune to paying stuff yeah. for stuff on the internet that much yet. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because even Erica Badu, who had her quarantine concert series, she was charging people between like a dollar and three dollars. And I think a hundred thousand people showed up. But if you watch her interview talking about the entire process of putting everything together, which is extremely insightful, people should definitely go check it out. It's um on her website. She talks about the fact that she wasn't able to even break even when she charged a dollar, which led to her charging $2. And even then, she had to increase it to like $3 as well. So I was just thinking, my question, reason why I asked you that question is the fact that when you have people in the foreign markets who are even unable to, <clears throat> excuse me, excuse me, make money from that, um, you, when you talk about the Naira, whereby we have devaluation now, and you think about people not wanting to pay for stuff, well, hopefully we'll see how things go. And hope- but then the, the energy is just, to be honest, like, I don't know if, uh, as, as a personal interest, I don't even know if I'm, I'm excited about watching someone perform virtually, to be honest, like, personally. Aside how difficult it is to to access the data or anything, because I think performance is all about the energy. It is. People, yeah. that's, that's what makes it makes it a performance. Without people, I might as well just be watching a YouTube video, right, of me in your house. So instead of making it live, you might as well just up, upload content and charge people to download it or something. Because I, I don't find it interesting. You don't find it, you don't find it interesting. Yeah, and I think that you're not the only one who feels that way. Um, but that was something that she mentioned. I mean, you read different articles. It's something that people have said that, yes, it's different watching someone at home versus going to the concert. But I think with the way that things are going yeah. in the world... Go ahead. No, no. You're saying something, Okay. Yeah, no, I was just saying that with the way things are going in the world, Blackbones, it's definitely inevitable that this is what is going to be the future. Because besides someone even just... Um, performing at home or whatever it is, I think that if artists want to be very smart and strategic, then you get people who are into sound design, stage design, and you can do that. Because I feel like with Tory Lanez, when you saw his YouTube, um, I guess, concert series or concert that he had, I felt like it had that flavor of you were kind of still at his concert in person because of all the stage lights, all the, you know, the sound effects. So if I feel like if it's well put together... It can definitely work, but from the way things are going and just how the world is changing, I think that that's going to be the next step and something that, you know, you when you read, you're like, oh, yeah, it's definitely happening. It may not happen as quickly as we wanted to, but it's definitely it has definitely accelerated compared to when we thought it wasn't going to be, you know? Now, yeah, so finally, I saw someone retweet Corede Belo asking you for help on Twitter. Twitter, at the end of the day, Twitter becomes a family. You know, Twitter is you have to connect with people, right? If you if you ask some celebrities for them, they too they will just ignore it, right? So you have to find a way to connect with Twitter people most especially. So now that I'm creating content, the fans actually engage in the content. So we we kind of became a team. So that's what I replied to him. I'm creating amazing content, engaging people 
So now we feel like a team. So whenever I come, come through with something, so Twitter is never really about the number of followers. Somebody with a thousand followers can regularly outdo somebody with 200,000 followers. That's the way Twitter is. Long as the people that, if you, if you have 1,000 people, if those 1,000 people are engaging, Jonathan, you can move in mountains, right? And he's already, he's doing a good job on, on IG especially. I'm, I'm actually excited for him. As you guys, the song is doing so well, you know, I'm excited for him generally. Now, have you thought of becoming a consultant and getting paid for that? Yeah. Because like strategy and consultancy isn't cheap. Uh-huh. Go ahead. Yeah, long time. Like maybe like six months ago, I, I spoke to my team about this. So lucky, I now with, with what I've done now, I've kind of strengthened my resume as we got you know, the strategy and marketing thing right now. So I, I definitely know that it's going to be something that I will do on the side. You know, like lucky, people might not even know that. I'm the one pulling the strings or creating content. Like a lot of videos come out from my page and everything that they send, they send it to me. Like, what, what can, how can I caption this? What can I do with it? Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, put them. Yeah. So I can definitely be in the back and people consulting for people, you know, helping people promote strategy because aside just even making these videos, there's a lot of planning that goes behind the scene, like as to when exactly. to do something and all these things. So like, I don't really know in that regard, I have a lot of offer, so I'm looking forward to working a lot. That's great. Now let's wrap up with the fun random questions. The first question is, you can only pick one, good health, one million dollars, or a house in Monaco. Good health, ah, it's not, it's not, even, it's not even a conversation. It's not even a conversation. Yeah, okay. Second question is, you get a phone call about doing a feature. Who are you picking? Lil' Kim, Cardi B, or Megan Thee Stallion? Megan Thee Stallion. Hmm, why? Why? Yeah, I was, I was going to initially ask why, but I was like, okay, but why, why would you pick her? Um, I, like her I like her energy. Mm. I like her energy so much, you know. And she's beautiful. She, she has you know, an amazing body. So definitely, like, Everything like I just like everything about her, you know. And there's this when when she raps, there's this raw feeling to it as somebody that has just seen herself and you know. so yeah, most most definitely. Okay. Third question, what is the most important thing to you right now? Hmm. Most important thing to me. Physical thing or like generally is it like physical thing, something physical or like life? Anything, whatever it is that is just really important to you right now. Maybe my phone. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, you need to like interact with your fans yeah. and continue to release the music. So, I mean, that yeah. makes sense. Fourth question: What has COVID nineteen taught you about humanity? Oh man, COVID nineteen has taught me that like love humans are like not educated, not sensitive. Generally, I've, I've seen a lot of like stupidity mm-hmm. with COVID nineteen. Like even America, that uh, you know, everybody looked up to like uh, arguing that they should not wear like face mask and all these things. Like it's just crazy like how you think that every everybody everybody has enough sense to know that actually can we take protective measures, even if you're not told like you should or people are even angry yeah. about that. Yeah. yeah, I agree with you. It's just been so heartbreaking to watch. Um final question, who are you choosing to take the one shot that will save your life? The options are Michael Jordan, 
Kobe Bryant, may his soul continue to rest in peace, or Reggie Miller. I don't really watch basketball so much, so I don't, I don't know how good each of these guys are, but I'm guessing Michael yeah. Jordan thinks of the backpack. He's the one that everybody thinks of. Okay, that's cool. Now, do you want to talk about any projects that you're going to be releasing soon? What, should, what, what we should be expecting from you? Well, at the moment, I don't know what... what um, my head is at, like promoting Habba, so depending on how good it does eventually, I'll know what I intend to do next, you know. So for now, I don't know what I'm doing next. I have like a bunch of things that I, I work all the time. So I have so many, it could be a, a variety of three to four things that I could possibly release next. But depend, all, they all depend on, on where Habba is at after like a month or two. That makes sense. And I think it's always nice to hear people, whether it's an artist or a human being, just say like, I don't know. I'm just taking it one day at a time. And I, you know, so definitely do that. And thank you so much for your time, Blackbones. Thank you. Today's episode is produced and edited by me, Falasha De Anosie. Theme song for the show is by Imodu Ayonote. You can listen and subscribe to the podcast on Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Audio Mac, or Stitcher Radio. Simply search for the SNC podcast, one word, no spacing. Also follow us at the SNC podcast, still one word, no spacing on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Thank you for listening and continue to stay safe.